It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jake's Take with Jacob Ali Show podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Ali Show, the chief content producer and writer of jakeseek.com, a pop culture entertainment news website. It is episode 175 of Jake's Take with the Jacob Ali Show podcast. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening to our conversations and watching them. If you're watching them right now on our YouTube channel, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. If you're listening to our various podcast forums, thank you so much. And please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. I'm so excited that today, for our episode 175, we have a talented actress and entrepreneur. As of right now, she has over, over what, 52,300 Instagram followers. She's a regular on the Hallmark Channel and a Lifetime Movie Network. And she also is the entrepreneur behind the award-winning handbag collection. Afero, please help me welcome... Anna Marie Dobbins to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're so welcome, Anna Marie. Thank you so much for being here on this very fantastic special episode. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. So let's get down to business, shall we? So when did you get interested in performing and how did that passion evolve and desire to pursue a career in the entertainment industry? Yeah, so that's a it's a really good question. So I was very fortunate to come from a family of entertainers. My mom uh, was a dancer. My dad was a drummer. Um, and so they always, you know, encouraged me to be in the entertainment world, you know, arts. Um, I was kind of bred a dancer. Um, so I started off uh, doing all styles of dance, jazz, hip hop, ballet, lyrical. And then uh, I danced competitively. And then around the age of 13, uh, my mom kind of piqued my interest in TV and film world because she did it when she was younger. And she was like, do you think that would be something that you'd want to do? And I was like, sure, why not? I never even thought that I had an opportunity to do that. I didn't even know how to get started. And um, yeah, so I started locally in Birmingham, Alabama, which is where I'm from, and just kind of slowly started building my resume and then started working out the Atlanta market, which is right close to Birmingham, about two hours away. So as a teenager, I would go back and forth between Alabama and Atlanta, and then eventually made my way out to Los Angeles after I graduated college, and I've been out here about 10 years full-time. Um, and yeah, I guess the rest is kind of history. That's amazing because a lot of people, when I'm thinking of, when I, when I encounter some entertainers, either go from, they start from Alabama and then Georgia and then move up to New York, or you either go the Midwest route, which I'm from, from Kansas City, and go from... Kansas City to Denver to Los Angeles. I think that's a very interesting route that you just went from Atlanta to Alabama, Atlanta, and then all the way to Los Angeles. Yeah. So I did do New York. I did a summer there to kind of, you know, to see if I wanted to do New York or LA. But because my focus was more TV film, I decided to do Los Angeles. And that was also more, it felt right. It was more my vibe. Like I liked driving. I liked the beach. I liked the warm weather. Um, so it just felt right. Los Angeles for me, I love to visit New York, but to, to live there permanently was not, was not my jam. 
I totally respect that. I did four years in New York City and the yeah. pandemic brought me home. Sure. But like the thing is, I all have respect for Los I have a full respect for Los Angeles because I've been there three times for three different events in the past six years. And boy, I respect you for driving the 405 in those three ways. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a learning curve. Like once you get out here, you don't, now I don't even think about it. Like six lanes, traffic the whole way down, like whatever. It's not a big deal. But it's so funny when I have company come in town and they're always like, oh my gosh, you sit in this every day. I'm like, well, no, I don't. Thankfully, I don't have a job where I, I commute daily. So I feel like I would feel it more if I did. But, but since my my career path takes me all over the world or, um, you know, it's a shorter amounts of time that I'm having to commute. So it's not it's not as treacherous as some people think. That's amazing. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you face breaking into the entertainment industry. And how did you overcome those obstacles? Yeah, some challenges. Um, I mean, this this industry is is a tough one in itself. There's a lot of rejection that you deal with. And so, you know, growing up as a kid and having to deal with rejection and and how do you overcome that and keep going for so long? Because I've done it, like I said, since I was 13, so a long time. Um, but it's just one of those things, like when you're on set, it just makes everything, it just feels right. And it feels like it's what I'm meant to do. So it just makes that drive just a little bit more worthwhile getting all the no's before you get the yeses. And also it just, it builds you as a person. It builds your character. It gives you tough skin. Um, you know, it gives you that perseverance to, to make it worthwhile. And every time you get on set, it's more of a reward because it took you that much longer and that much more hard work to get there. Cause it's not, it's not an easy route, you know? And speaking of not easy route, when I was doing some research on, on you before we get to start the conversation, I was, my jaw dropped when we said 15, when you filmed over 15 movies in two and a half years, especially those pandemic years. So yes. what were some of the processes that you went through as you transitioned from each project? Because 15 projects is a blessing, but oh my God, time management. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, in a time when the world kind of shut down, I expected to not work like everyone else. And it's just, it just so happened that my career kind of exploded because everybody wanted content. Everyone was at home. Everybody wanted new things to watch on the TV. And so for the entertainment world, it, it just kind of went haywire and a good, and thankfully for me. Um, so yeah, so a lot of it, I was traveling um, all over the country. A lot of it was not shot in Los Angeles, just because I feel like LA had a lot stronger of COVID restrictions and it was harder to film there. Um, so I was shooting in cities like Arkansas, Oklahoma. I was in Texas. I was in Rhode Island. I was all over. So um, I would say one of the one of the challenges is just making sure that you're healthy enough to be on set. That's the scariest part is, okay, you booked an amazing role. Well, you've got to, you know, be in your bubble for however long before. And then is that scary moment of, okay, we're going to test you when you get on set. And I'm so scared. Everything, even if I felt fine, right? Right before I went on set. And they test me, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have COVID? What if I'm one of those people that doesn't show symptoms and it's, I'm going to have to cancel and they're going to have to find someone like, so that was just stressful in itself, just having to deal with that part and, you know, something you can't really control if you get sick and you tried to do the best you can. Um, and then I think on set, you know, it was kind of challenging in the way that it's, it's usually like a, everyone says it's like a summer camp, like when you're on set, because you, you're close-knit people you're with these people like 12 hours a day you you get to know people on a really personal level really fast and 
wearing a mask and everyone's having to stay, you know, far apart from each other, it just makes it challenging to really connect with these people, especially if you have to have a, you know, a love interest on set or something and you have to connect with that person, having this distance because you're scared and it's, it's nerve wracking. So there's a bunch of different challenges that just COVID brought along um, in itself when you're, when I was filming. And I've heard about a lot of those challenges, especially with the, especially with all the, pro not just with the protocol, but also with all of the stuff about like interactions, like you have to immediately, like when you say cut, put, put your mask back on and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of it was you know, the, the, the vanity side of it is hard because you would go and you would go to hair and makeup and you get everything, you know, all beautified. And then you have to put on a mask and then you walk into set and you're like sweating everywhere. So then it just takes that much longer once you get there that they have to touch you up you know, touch you up again, um, in between takes. And yeah, it's just, a, it's a whole nother beast dealing with COVID for one and then COVID while you're working and having to work in like, you know, in an intimate setting, like, like a film set. So it, it's challenging, but. Absolutely. Yeah. But you persevered and you made 50 and you filmed 15 movies. So let's talk about three of them for time's sake. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Let's start with Killer Rivalry. It was April. It aired April sec twenty second on a Lifetime Movie Network. So, can you describe that movie and your role to and your role in that production to my audience? Yeah. So, Killer Rivalry um, was on Lifetime Movie Network, or and I think it's on you know streaming around those platforms, Lifetime Movie Club, and then also on their main streaming um, main TV network, Lifetime. Um, but it's a super fun thriller. I got to play the antagonist, which is super fun. It's one of my favorite roles to play. Um, just because who gets to play a killer every day? I mean, there's, you know, it's not me, obviously I'm not in jail, but, <laughs> but, um, playing the antagonist, not only was I that, but I got to play two different roles. So I was playing Becky and Gina. So that was fun in itself. Um, but it's about a volleyball team and, um, they're trying to get to the top and all of a sudden all these, um, volleyball players start to go missing and die off and what's happening. So there's a lot of suspense there. Um, there's a big plot twist at the end. So it's a super fun. It kind of keeps you on your toes the whole way through. Awesome. And now you have the, however, what you went from murder for love, because the next year I'm going to talk about our films are going to be due out sometime in 2022. Let's start off with the clap with looking for Dr. Love. Yeah, it's such a cute, it's a rom-com. Um, I can't say too much about it yet because it hasn't been released, but it's a super, a super cute rom-com. Uh, I play a divorced mom who's, you know, down on her love. She's down on, you know, just kind of life and an old love interest comes back into her life and sparks a, sparks a flame that she didn't see coming. Um, so there's a little bit of twist and turns in that. Um, and that was played with Julian Shaw, who's fabulous. He's amazing. Um, I think it's one of his first leading roles um, and he's phenomenal. Um, and it was directed by Peter Foldy. Um, and we actually shot that in Oklahoma. So it was, it was super fun and I can't wait to see the finished product. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, root void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Awesome, and I definitely think filming in Oklahoma must have been way different than filming in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. We were filming in Guthrie, Oklahoma, which is the cutest little town. It's about, I think about 45 minutes outside of Oklahoma City. And um, the downtown looks like like a movie set. Like it, it doesn't look real. It looks fake. Um, and that they shoot a ton of Hallmark and Lifetime there and Christmas films. And I'm like, I know why, exactly why, because you can't get this kind of production value anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of built into the city. Um, but it's a super small town. And because of COVID, like we really can't, we couldn't travel. So all the, the casting crew every night, we would all get together because we were in our little bubble and we would go to dinner or, um, you know, just little things around the town. And, and so it was a lot of fun. It was a super cute um, just area. And they were so welcoming to have filming there. They were amazing. The film committee there was really went above and beyond to make us feel welcome. So that was really cool. That's and that's amazing too because the thing is it's like that town it felt it felt like watch it felt like hearing about like once upon a time I used to watch that show on ABC when it went to bit and when it went to Canada and I'm I was so impressed so it's yeah. amazing to hear that the small t- that small towns can actually be much better than a film set in based in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. And people are I feel like in LA you know because filming is so it happens all the time here. People are just like, Meh, they don't care. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's an everyday thing where there it's just everyone wants to come out and watch and be in part of it and be in the background and and donate their store to the to the film. So it's just a cool community feel and everyone's still so excited about it and wants to learn about the film industry. So it just makes it feel a little bit more you know magical. Absolutely. So speaking of film, there's one more film that might be coming out in 2022, and that is Romance on Ice. You play a, portray a figure skater that falls in love with a prince. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it should be coming out this holiday season, so so stay tuned for that. Um, that one was shot up in Buffalo, New York, and that was actually my first time filming in real snow. So I've done other Christmas movies, but they've been filmed in L.A., so we had to portray sm- uh, snow and that we were cold. But that one, we were actually freezing and I'm from the South and I live in LA. So snow and me, I don't really visit it and I don't really know how to work in it. So that was challenging in itself. I had so many hand warmers all over me constantly and warming coats. And not only were we filming, you know, outside and it was like negative seven degrees, we would go inside because half of it was filmed in a skating rink. And so it was cold. I just felt like the whole time I was like, I can't thaw out. It was just so cold. Um, but it was so fun. Um, that one, I, I co-starred with Jonathan Stoddard, who is also all over um, the Lifetime and Hallmark world. He's fabulous. He plays the prince. Um, but yeah, that was just a super fun experience to kind of, you know, I've never been to Buffalo, New York. We went up to Niagara Falls and I got to see that for the first time. So just traveling um, and filming outside of your your hometown, uh, so to say, for me, for L.A., you just get to explore and, and see new things and meet new people. It's just so much fun. 
And I bet next time that you do a big film that does involve the um, the colder elements, you'll be much more prepared to help the other <laughs> actors and crew members who haven't had the idea on how to deal with it. Cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All the, the well, the crew there was local, a lot of them, and so they were all laughing. They were like, "This is nothing. We do this every day." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm miserable. Like it's so cold." But um, but yeah, I definitely will now know how to prepare better time. Awesome. So let's take a little break from your acting career and let's talk about your award-winning collection of a pharaoh. So when did you decide to we want to get into the fashion industry? and particular handbags. Yeah, so this one actually, this idea sparked um, when my mom and I were traveling the country that um, there was kind of a need for not only anti-theft handbags, because that's out there, those are done, but for something that's a beautiful collection, something that's you're gonna be proud to wear. Um, and it just kind of sparked this idea. And so then we um, launched Ofero Handbags, we have three different collections now. Um, we have an everyday kind of over the shoulder bag. We have a clutch and then we have a big tote bag. And we're actually working on our new line right now, um, which we're super excited about. Um, but all the handbags are Italian leather, Italian suede. They're beautifully made. They're handmade out of New York. And then um, they all have anti-theft features like the zipper locks. So all your contents inside the bag are safe. Um, you can take off the handle and wrap it around a stationary object. So that way the actual handbag itself is, is secure. So someone can't just come and grab it and walk away like if it's on the back of your chair at lunch. And then it has RFID lining, so you can't get electronically pickpocketed and slash proof lining, so you can't get backslashed. So it's a one in itself, big, um, you know, anti-theft handbag line that's just also beautiful. So I think that's amazing, especially in today's age, that everyone needs that kind of handbag that are, that's not going to be sold. But like, I really think that these audience that you, that my audience would very be beneficial with those. So I think you found a very great niche. Thank you. We think so too. Awesome. So what are your favorite social media platforms? What's my favorite? Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, I think the one that I use the most is Instagram, um, just because it's visually pleasing to me. Um, I actually have not really gotten into TikTok. I know that's like, a faux pas and how dare I not do TikTok, but it's just, it's one of those things I just really haven't gotten into. It's just another thing I would have to download and try to participate in. Um, but I, then at the same time, I'm kind of old school and I actually love Facebook. Like that's the one I, I keep, that's my friends and family, my close friends and family. And so that's how I stay in touch with, you know, friends from high school or my family members that I don't get to see often. Um, so there's the personal side to me with Facebook that I like as well. I have to agree with you. I have not picked up a TikTok thing. I cannot yeah. do that. I I know I used I use a YouTube and Twitter and in and uh, Instagram a lot. And the thing is, I'm scared if I go down that rabbit hole, I lose productivity. <laughs> exactly. It's just another thing to add to your day. And I'm like, I just don't have time. Awesome. So we gotta start weighing down our conversation. So Anna Marie, if you had a chance to meet with actors who are ready to elevate the career and go look for projects like in Hallmark or in Lifetime, what advice would you share with them? Yeah, well, first off, you need to, you know, if you're starting from scratch, it would be get an agent. 
an agent is your your backbone into getting you these auditions. Um, they're pitching you to casting directors. Um, and then you also want to get a manager once you, you know, you kind of get established a little bit. And they're they're the ones that are going to help you with your image and and your your whole um, you know, profile of everything and what you stand for. And um, so I would say you have to do kind of the business side first. Um, but then also the first thing you can do is you can't, if you can't get into, you know, an agent or something is to get into class. And that's something I still love. And I still, I still take classes. I still take private lessons. You're, it's acting is ever evolving and ever growing. And it's something that you kind of mature with as you age, which is nice that you don't kind of age out of it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm a big advocate on really making sure that you're staying in those classes and staying current and up to date and growing with your craft. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I still do that myself with journalism as well. I listen yeah. to a lot of, a lot of podcasts and I also still look, keep an eye on my news and also keep an eye on what my peers are doing as well, because sometimes your peers can inspire you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my friends, thankfully I have very talented friends that are right there with me that keep me going and keep the drive, you know, fresh, but yeah, you can learn so much just from people and just honestly, and acting, you can learn from just sitting at a cafe and just observing people, which is my favorite. I love to people watch. So Same here. Yes, same, yes, here yes. same here. Always so I'll just go to a coffee shop and just sit there and just watch and observe people. People are just fascinating. And so it's so fun to, to have a career that you could just get to portray people, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Where can my audience find some of the, your films that you've worked on? And also number two, where if they're interested in a pharaoh, where can they find some of the information about those handbags? And third and finally, where can they connect with you on Instagram? Yeah, so my films are all over. So we have, you can, Lifetime, there's Hallmark, you can see it on Amazon Prime. Um, there's a lot of major streaming, uh, Paramount Plus. So pretty much any streaming platform, just type in my name and you'll be able to find something there. Um, I think now to date, I have like over 22 credits. So overall there's a lot of content out there if you want to watch any of my stuff i would love it um social media find me on instagram my personal instagram is anna marie dobbins it's just my name um and then ofero handbags it's just ofeirohandbags.com awesome awesome so guys if you miss an episode of the jake's take with jacob elliott podcast visit our apple podcast deezer google podcast podcast addict spotify and speaker channels Jake's Take with Jacob L.H.O. Podcast, J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. Now, are you on social media? Because I'm on social media too. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Jacob L.H.O. J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. And Anna Marie, guess what? Jake's.shake.com is celebrating 11 years this year. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much. If you want to find out more articles, interviews, and reviews, and to find out what's going on with America's Got Talent, it's jakes-shake.com. Once again, jakes-shake.com. Anna Marie, thank you so much for making 100, episode 175, a really good one. And I really appreciate taking time on your schedules, and we'll keep on an eye out for new O'Fara projects, and not to mention those two movies. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And ha until next time, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Until ne next time, have a great one, everybody. Goodbye.